Hi. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. Hey, everybody. Everything's fine. Hey, everything's fine. Relax. Everything is just fine. All right. I thought it was going to be an Eagles win, but I didn't know it was going to be an absolute domination from beginning to end. Eagles, Nick Sirianni gets his first win. Devontae Smith gets his first touchdown. Jalen Rager has more TDs than Justin Jefferson this year. I'm Kyle Pagan, joined as always on Mondays by Mark in Philly. little housekeeping notes right now. Uh, if you don't have it, I don't know what you're doing. Jalen Hurts proved he was the franchise quarterback. I'm wearing it right now. I can't take it off. The Jalen Hurts, Ren Stew, Pit Viper, uh, sunglasses. They're selling like hotcakes. I've made already like 10 sales since Jalen instituting himself as the franchise quarterback. What a game. What an absolute dominating effort by the Eagles. And I don't even think the most positive fan would have thought this would have happened. So me. I I, I can't wipe the smile <laughs> off of my face. I, I am... I am on cloud nine right now. Rent is due. Absolutely. Everyone go buy the shirt. I mean, yesterday could not have went better. There's no aspect of yesterday's game that could have been like, oh, if, if we would have cleaned it up a little bit and we were better here in this area, what is it? Because our offensive line dominated like, like we expected. The defensive line might have dominated even more. Like we expected. The receivers, Rager stepped up, Quez stepped up, Goddard and Nertz made a couple plays. Uh, every Jalen Hurts looked like everything anyone could have hoped for. Uh, the third down escapability in the pocket, it, it got me going. Like I'm going right now. I'm, I, I am just, I, I cannot believe how positive yesterday's game went. Like I, I just can't believe how many takeaways there are that you can like. Be like, yeah, this is something to look forward to. This is something that can like kind of help us out going forward. And I, I thought we were going to win, like you said. I, I thought it was going to be a close game. I, I thought Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts were going to tear us up. Didn't happen. It, it just didn't happen. The first drive, Calvin Ridley gets three catches. Rest of the game, he's as quiet as a church mouse. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. I keep wondering, like, should we relax our expectations? I'm just like, no. No, let's not, because you know what? We got shit on all summer. Jalen Hurts got shit on. Nick Sirianni got shit on. There was a man in a press conference that said, we are going to bite people's kneecaps. <laughs> and he was heralded as like this, this, this genius, not offensively or defensively, but this genius that was going to change the culture of the Detroit Lions. They lose. Nick Sirianni stutters over his words a couple times. And he's heralded as a, a, a bumbling fool. Yeah, I mean Arthur Smith, the the guys, the guy's dad owns FedEx or something, and everyone thinks he's the smartest guy in the world. Everyone thinks this guy's play. Oh, this guy, this guy called really good running plays for Derrick Henry. Oh, it must be really hard. And then Arthur Smith gets hired by the Falcons. They lose thirty-two to six. Can't get the ball to Kyle Pitts. Can't get the ball to Calvin Ridley. Can't get a running game going. Can't stop anything on defense. That was a pathetic showing for Atlanta. But I just want to say, everyone that is against the Eagles, everyone that thought the Eagles sucked coming into the year and watched that first game and is still being like, well, the Falcons were really bad. The Eagles aren't actually that good. Everyone calm down. The Falcons stink. It's like they won 32 to 6. It's not like we're talking about like a 27 to 24 win against a bad team where it's like, oh, we escaped against a bad team. We won 32 to 6. And dominated the like the last thirty minutes of the game as soundly as possible. Uh, Atlanta couldn't move the ball in a situation where they were desperate in four down territory, going for it on their own like thirty. It, that was an absolute shellacking. That was a blowout. And I don't care how bad a team is that you play. You play who's on your schedule, and you blow them out if you're a good team playing against a bad team. And I don't think the Falcons are quite as bad as everyone's saying right now. I think we'll see down the stretch. They're going to hang 30 and hang 35 on a couple defenses. They didn't look ready this week, but I think that that's part of partially. I mean, Jonathan Gannon got that defense ready to play. 
I don't think they win four games. That's fair. I I, th- I had them at seven. <laughs> I had them at seven before the year. I, I think it'll probably be five. Uh, if okay. I had to guess now after that game, I, I'd say five. What? I, I just, like you said, I just have, I've kept a smile on my face. And you, you tweeted yesterday that like, you hated uh, Drake's song, uh, Too Sexy For My. Yeah. I was dancing around like I was listening to a 24-hour I'm Way Too Sexy like song from Drake. No, I mean, I felt like Kawhi. Uh, I was moving around like Kawhi Leonard in the uh, in the Way Too Sexy music video uh, the other day. But yeah, I, that's besides the point. I hated that song. I heard it yesterday. I'm all in now. Whatever. Sorry. Uh, sorry for all the people who are agreeing with me on Twitter about my Drake slander, but Aubrey Graham did it again. Uh, so uh, <laughs> a couple of these songs uh, get my hips moving. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it's just like it's. I kept repeating it to my buddies that I was watching the game with and who I saw after the game. It's just like, what? What are we? What? Are, what, what can we complain about? This could be a boring podcast because we have nothing to talk about. Like it's like it's incredible between. Um, Jalen and Sirianni. Now they have their own secret handshake. You have Devontae Smith catching his first touchdown. You have Jalen Rager catching a touchdown, looking like a, a a man, a bat out of hell. You got Jordan Mailata just delivering an insane block on a poor linebacker. Jason Kelsey getting out front. Jalen Hurts had more passing yards than the entire Falcons offense had total yards. This offensive genius, Arthur Smith. Couldn't even get over 264 total yards. I mean, look at this. Look at this execution right here. Dude's got rhythm. Now, I didn't know if Nick Sirianni was supposed to go over over the hand on the uh, on the handshake, <laughs> but you know what? I'm okay with a little with a little strum in the guitar. All right. Uh, can, can we talk about what a swing the end of that first half was? That that can that completely changed the game. In my opinion, going from seven six, the Cooter, yeah, Jim Bob, Jim Bob, two minute drill. That's unbelievable. That's but, one Cooter. We're we're counting Cooters <laughs> this year. Every two minute drive that ends in a touchdown, that will be a Cooter. I'm all in on that. Um, but I, I, you go from seven to six. I mean, we looked good in the first half. Our defense looked great after that first drive, especially. But it was seven six. We did miss on a fourth down conversion. Like there is a couple scenarios where that game could have turned. Uh, maybe and, and you go down the field and you score with five seconds left. It gets taken off the board or seven seconds left, whatever it is. And then you go again, you throw it in. Goddard catches it. We think uh, thank you to the black end zones. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, so so that ended up. I mean, and then not only do you get the touchdown to go up 13, six, and I was yelling as soon as it happened, go for two, go for two, go for two, go up nine. That's like my favorite nerdy football thing. When you're up seven, there is no reason to kick an extra point to go up eight. You go for the two to put it at a two-possession two game. But uh, so then we kick the extra point. We get a penalty. We move up to the one. We go and take the two-point conversion that they basically handed us. So uh, Nick Sirianni, you just get me, man. Yeah, like that, that. When I when I saw him do that, I was like, oh, man. It's about to be a love affair with me and Nick Sirianni. Yeah, that was where they won the game. I mean, that was – I have it right here. It was a 12-play, 62-yard drive, 142 uh a minute 42 it took. I mean, they were three for three on third down. Samalu, he um, jumps off sides twice. Could have stalled the drive right there. Like you said, Lane Johnson gets the penalty to nullify a TD. It wasn't even his fault. Jalen just didn't get Keith uh, Kenneth Gainwell the uh, the ball. That was should have been a shovel pass. And they scored with two seconds left, like you said. I mean, Chris Sims. What is Chris Sims doing today? Like, I know who they removed his spleen. Did they remove the guy's brain too? Because, like... That guy has to update his list. Like when you think of like the worst lists ever, like Schindler's, the list of like Oakland Raiders first round picks. I'm not a big grocery list guy. I kind of like to go to the to the Same. grocery and just be like, hey, listen, this looks good. Let's put that in the cart. Like, look at this Chris Sims list once I pull it up. It is but- the thing is, you're clowning Chris Sims right now. He's throwing a party. Trevor Lawrence looked like shit. He gets to he gets to act like he was right about. I think he had Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson looked like shit. No, Zach yeah, Wilson was also either. running for his fucking life. But like, dude, he made he made one play where he got sacked, and it was the most impressive sack I've ever seen. He avoided like <laughs> six sacks and still got sacked. It was fucking crazy. I mean, wasn't he not on this? List. Right? 
He's not on the list. He's not in the top yeah. 40. Case Keenum is in the, in the top 40. Justin Kellen Fields Mond. is 39. Trey, Trey Lance, Kellen Mond. John Jansen's favorite quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, 28. Zach Wilson, 27. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is 26. Taysom Hill is 24. Like, what What in your right mind? Put Andrew this Dalton. Yeah, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is 11 spots, and we don't even know where Jalen Hurts fits on this list. He's 11 spots at least ahead of Jalen Hurts. Case Keenum's unacceptable. That's insane. Yes. Case Keenum. Holy and he, shit. And, and when he was asked about the list, he said something where it was just like the guys that weren't on, and I think he was asked he was asked about Jalen Hurts. I think uh, either 97.5 or 94.1 had him on. And like, why not Jalen Hurts? Like, yeah, I just haven't seen enough. So yeah. what have you seen from Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Kellen Mond? What have you seen from Daniel Jones? What do you mean you haven't seen enough? And these yeah. are rookie quarterbacks who've never played it down in the NFL. It's ridiculous. Cam Newton at 20. Cam Newton doesn't have an arm anymore. Dude, he doesn't have a gonna... job. Uh, I mean... doesn't have a body. He's like, he's like a dead man. I guess just just quick quick aside here because uh, this is a point that came up yesterday that I, that I thought of. Cam Newton's going to be a Washington football teamer, right? Who is Cam Newton? Yeah, that's what that's what I had written down. Basically, yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, it makes too much. Sense. I don't know how hurt Fitzpatrick is, but that, that makes too much sense. Yeah, I mean, you look at it right now. You have two coaches in Mike McCarthy and Joe Judge, who are the worst situational coaches in terms of situational awareness in the NFC. So you got Taylor Heineke leading the uh, Washington football team. Cam Newton, they bring him in. Cam Newton does not win this division. Like This is up for grabs. Right now, I saw we have already jumped the Giants in terms of uh, odds to win the division. We're at plus 350 right now. Uh, Dallas is still the favorite. Hammer that. Why wouldn't you? Hammer it. We're, we're, We're alone in first place. Yeah, the Joe Judge challenge yesterday. After <laughs> uh, after the guy scores, he thought they stepped out of bounds. Joe Judge didn't know that every scoring play is reviewable. Throws the challenge flag, loses the timeout because he's an idiot. He's an embarrassment to Lansdale Catholic, and I went there. <laughs> I, I I think we all found out what type of person, and and you know, coach. Joe Judge was when he decided to have a cry fest about a six and ten team missing the playoffs because the Eagles didn't try their hardest and give it their all in week 17. How about you beat another team? How about you don't go six and ten and then cry about missing the playoffs? You'd be like the first six and ten team to ever make the playoffs, but somehow you got screwed. I, I, I hate Joe Judge and the Giants in a way that like a lot of Eagles fans, like everyone, it's like, oh, Dallas week, Dallas week. Oh, I hate the Cowboys the most. I hate the the Mets. I kind of like shrug my shoulders at the Cowboys and Mets. The Cowboys have been bad my entire life. Uh, like the New York Giants are my least favorite team in sports. Like I absolutely despise the New York Giants. I despise Daniel Jones with every ounce of my being. So to watch them get like their shit kicked in by a bad Denver Broncos mm-hmm. team in New York City on, you know, on an anniversary. The 20th anniversary of 9-11. <laughs> Hey, it added some juice for me. That's all I'll say. I'll leave it at I, that. I don't uh, want to get pom- I don't want to get pompeyed. <laughs> That'll be later. We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> did you see any of the Carson Wentz highlights? Oh, I watched How? the whole game. Yeah, he took so many hits in that game, and he dinked. And so his fault or no? Yeah, I mean, because the indie writers, sorry to cut you off. The indie writers were all saying it was the O-line's fault and the wide receivers couldn't get open. I'll tell you what, at one point, you're going to realize that it's not the O-line's fault and it's not the wide receivers that can't get open coming from guys who watched him for three seasons. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think that it very much is on both issues. Like, I I think that the O-line's an issue. We've talked – I mean, I think that was the first thing we talked about when we talked about Carson Wentz on this podcast months ago uh, is the fact that the Colts receivers are terrible. And the Colts receivers might be worse than the receivers in Philly were last year, which is hard to do in the NFL. Uh, But regardless of that, regardless of the receivers, the O-line issues, there were hits in that game where it's like, why the fuck do you still have the ball? 
Like you could have thrown the ball and uh, yeah, Colts offensive line hasn't played this poorly in years. I wonder what the common denominator in, <laughs> in poor offensive line play is with Carson Wentz teams. It's shocking to me. I mean, all, all, all summer we heard Carson Wentz is going to go 10 and six. He's going to go 11 and five. Still can. We're not, you know, we're not crazy. We're not writing Carson Wentz and the Colts off because of one game against Seattle that Carson Wentz has never been able to, to beat Seattle in his, in his career. Seriously. But all we heard was this offensive line is awesome. These wide receivers are awesome. I'm pretty sure we sat on this podcast and said, it's T.Y. Hilton, who's like 40 years old. It's Zach Paschal, I Michael think. Pittman. Michael Pittman. Like, where are the, in what world are these wide receivers like that good? I mean, this play ended in a sack right here that I'm about to pull up, where he could have easily just dink and dunked to his uh to his running back got an easy uh first down off I think it was like fourth and one this play right here once it comes up ended in a sack look at that that's Carson <laughs> not even looking too wide at his yards. wide open number eleven right here three yards behind the first the first down marker it look that guy looks like he's like yeah this guy's not throwing me the ball he's already seen enough in practice. Yeah, it's this, a clean pocket at that point. I mean, at what point do they bench Carson? Like, if they're like six and and nine, yeah, it'll be late. Heading into the last two games of the year, just to fuck us on the seventy five percent. Like, I know we're just we're just jerking each other off right now, but like everything that could have went good went good yesterday. No, it's an incredible day. It's I mean, an, it's a it's a weird feeling. Besides, I, I will say, taking it out of football for a moment, me and my fantasy team would just like to say, "Oh, sorry, Mark." Figure it out, Aaron Nola. <laughs> figure it out. That's all I'll say about the Phillies. It's I didn't watch. It's a football Monday. <laughs> figure it out. Aaron I Nola. didn't watch one second of baseball this weekend. It was on at Parks. Uh, it was a very frustrating thing to have in the corner of my eye all day. Someone asked me a question of like, why does Aaron Nola always give up home runs in an 0-2 count? And I just typed back. I was like, dude, just watch football. What are you doing? He had 50 pitches in the fifth inning. We were up 2 nothing. He had like nine Ks. Like he looked so goddamn good. Like even I, like out of the corner of my eye, I was like, oh, this, this boy's dealing. Uh, it's five, 50 pitches, five innings. I thought this dude might go nine innings. I go outside to to get it, get some air, and I come back in. It's three, two. Knowles out of the game, and I'm like, oh, that's good, 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 good stuff. <laughs> you you had to go outside to get some air. I had to. Uh, there things. Sometimes the ball just gets rolling where you have three games going on at the same time, and something goes negative in each game, and it's like I need I need to I need to reverse the juju. Too many bets out there on the on the uh, on the market, and it was a it was a war yesterday. I ended up I ended up doing pretty well. Not not as not as great as Saturday. We'll get. I'm sure I'll I'll brag about that at some point. But uh, it ended up being a good day, especially due to some parlays that I that I put in. But it, it, there was some there were some stretches there at one o'clock where it was like I I wanted to strangle Justin Herbert or and everyone on that Chargers team to figure it out. <laughs> I uh I threw in one bet. I I won on Eagles money line nice. and then immediately put it on Joker live line when he went down the first uh oh, the first set. Yeah. And he got absolutely mauled by uh by Medvedev in the US yeah, Open that, final. That was also on in the corner at Parks and like Pat knows a little my my buddy knows a little bit more about tennis than I do and he's like, "Oh, Djokovic is losing." And I like looked at the score and I was like, "I wouldn't even be able to tell that." I didn't understand that. I was at the bar when this happened, and the guy was like, "Yeah, this is actually like very historic. If like he mm-hmm. wins, he's the all-time major yeah. uh, winner." And I was like, "Oh, how I, is I was, that? How do we like, not know that?" Tennis needs to needs to market their stars better. You think baseball needs to market their stars better? Tennis has a marketing problem. That's not on us. That, no, like, I, I didn't know that either. Pat said that to me too, and I, I was like, "That's that feels like that should be a bigger deal." Yeah, <laughs> that feels like feels like that should be leading. It feels like ten years ago that would have led Sports Center. I didn't better. even know Joker was in the goat conversation. I was like, I thought that was always just a joke. But like, he's a no, legitimate I knew he like was. goat. 
I knew it's like I think yeah, it's like very all three of them are tied or something. Yeah, That's the same thing, which is insane. When did that happen? It's insane. <laughs> That's a crazy like how do people should be talking about that all day long? Like I, like how I talk about every couple months, I have to bring up that Prince Fielder and Cecil Fielder ended with the same amount of home runs in their career. That's I didn't know that. It's something that feels important to me to bring up all the time. I would bring up if I was a tennis guy, a tennis head, a, uh, a what's the green stuff on the, the a fuzzy Fuzz? ball man? I don't know. Um, if I if I was a tennis guy, I'd be telling everyone, hey, you know these, you know the three tennis guys tied tied in Grand Slams. I'd be I would I'd talk about it all the time. Hey, before we get off the Eagles, where do we go from here? I was uh, the Super Bowl. So is that realistic? <laughs> no, no, probably. Whoa, not. whoa, whoa! Hey, you can let your your fandom fly. Let your fandom fly. Yeah, yeah. I Tampa look good. Um, I mean, I guess they almost <laughs> lost, but. Um, <laughs> Tampa look good. That's the only thing you're basing it off of. I thought the I thought the Rams looked pretty good too. But I, I, uh, I yeah, I, I just want to make the playoffs. I I want to I want to win the division. This team comes out. Oh, excuse me, and they beat 49ers. Could happen. not handily, but they take them down. Win by a last second field goal. They don't look as dominant as they did against Atlanta, but you know they held their own. Offense was a little sloppier, but it was definitely a defensive win. We're two and zero. What do you? What is? What is going through Mark's head next Monday? I mean, you beat San Fran, and I will be insufferable on Twitter uh, because I'm already feeling pretty insufferable after one win. Uh, with all the haters that were coming after me, calling me a homer, with all my predictions all all off season, but so yeah, if they beat San Fran, who I think is a Super Bowl contender, uh, that's that's gonna even. I don't care if it's a close game. I don't care how ugly it is. I don't care how pretty it is. That's something that no matter how that game goes, it will swing me uh, into a dangerous level of hope and belief in this Eagles team. And it's just it's hard to not get caught up like this. This quarterback is infectious, like not just with like the team, but like it's hard not to be 100% behind Jalen Hurts as a human, as a guy, as a player. Uh, he's so fun to watch. Uh, it's just hard not to be 100% in. And then Devonta Smith's the same way. You you see Devonta Smith catch, catch that touchdown, and it felt like like this is the future. Like it felt like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to see 100 more of those or like however many it is. Like that's – something that we need to see a lot more of for the next decade. And it felt like some, it didn't feel like, uh, like I, I don't know. It didn't feel like the Sam Bradford preseason game or like mm-hmm. many week one NFL games where you, you blow a team out. Uh, like, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's plenty of times where that is fake. It didn't feel like that yesterday. It felt like a team that's jacked up and it felt like a team. Uh, Greg Olson said it a bunch on on the show there's been a lot of talk that the eagles are rebuilding obviously a new quarterback a new head coach uh obviously a high draft pick that was a a big part of our success yesterday but a rebuilding team doesn't have the amount of veterans who have won super bowls and who have had a lot of success in this league that the eagles have you you know i don't have to list off all the veterans brandon graham fletcher cox zach Ertz, etc Jason Kelsey, exactly. Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson, like all these guys, like you don't have that many veterans that are at important positions and then stink if they stay healthy. Like uh, it's just we are a, a team with a ton of experience as well as a team with really exciting youth. Like it, it's mm-hmm. the best of both worlds right now. It's so weird because like the stuff that Sirianni does between like showing the motivational speeches to the Kobayashi stuff to like the um the Jimmy's and Joe's and whatever the hell he says sometimes. <laughs> like, it's so cringy and you want to roll your eyes at it and whatnot. But, like, you hear about last night or uh, or Saturday night, he's, like, making dudes cry. Like, it got emotional, they said, at the, at the Saturday night meeting. And, and his speech before the game, it's like, there's a million things you want to, like, think this guy's never going to make it because he's just, like, this glorified ball coach. Like, he's a Joe Judge, but, like, a like – a, like a, a a softer Joe Judge, like in a way. And you're like, that's not going to work in football. But like these guys have like bought in and I can't put my finger on why they've bought in. Maybe he's just like, he's all about connection and and, and building relationships with people. And you're like, yeah, that might work. But at, one, at some point you got to, you got to coach ball too. But it's just, it's worked. And it, and it doesn't make sense because the guys, like you said, 
aren't really young. We have a mixture of like young guys, unproven guys like quarterbacks, running backs. A lot of the wide receivers are unproven. The linebackers are unproven. And then we have a ton of guys who are, you know, some are going to be Hall of Famers on that offensive line. Uh, some guys in the in, in the secondary, uh, tight, uh, tight end like Zach Ertz and whatnot. But these guys have like bought in. Like I couldn't see these corny motivational things working in like Tampa or like Green Bay, even really like Dallas. But I don't know why these guys have bought in. But it's amazing. Yeah, my favorite part of the game yesterday was uh, the Falcons took a timeout. Um, and Sirianni didn't, I guess he didn't hear that they took a timeout mm. or he didn't know why they stopped. And he's like, why the fuck are we stopping? Like he's, he yeah. was like jacked up. He's like, well, what's going on? Why are we stopping? The ref came over. He's like, they called a timeout. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he like started laughing. Like, I was like, I, I was like, oh my God, I love this guy. I, I love the pen and the hat, like sticking straight up. I he cleans like, up nicely, man. He really yeah. does. I mean, he looks like shit, like absolute rolled out of bed. <laughs> like I look like on this podcast right now, like absolutely rolled out of bed. Hair's not even like, like combed and everything he's got bags under his eyes from watching like 13 hours of film like they they don't do him a a, a good service on the eagles twitter when it comes to uh practice shots that no, guy the hat, the hat and the terrible. pen's big the hat and yeah. the pen's big it's a big like, he also wears he wears the polo pretty nice like the polo like he's he's got a weird dad bod where like he's definitely fat but you ever seen like the cuts um the cuts ads on instagram where it's like it's very good at the top of your uh of like your your titty area and then like it just flows nicely so you don't get the uh the dad uh the dad hits for for the skinny fat guys like the uh the love handles yeah i mean he wears the polo very nicely cleans up very nicely has a great like uh water little gel in the hair kind of look where it uh where it stays wet the whole game you don't understand how but his hair always is wet uh, the dude's stud the dudes, the dudes, uh, he's Ted Lasso. I didn't even watch it. He really it. might be. I've never he's even just, watched it, and it, it feels like it. He seems like the character. Like, I've seen the commercials. You know, I think I get it. We, we both haven't watched it, and we're going to compare him to Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know anything about Ted Lasso. We're like, next Sirianni, Ted Lasso. Here, he's a nice guy, Ted Lasso. Right, he gets the players excited. They all like him. I really thought he called a really good game on uh, yeah. on second down. Um, maybe it was Jalen. Maybe it was him. Who knows? Um, he put them in position to uh, convert on third of manageables all uh, all game, and that is that is my analytics point for the day. I mean that the first drive, you just go straight to Quez three times. Yeah, it's like I love that where it's like, oh, it's working. Like, why not just use it a couple times? And th- my, honestly, my number one takeaway from the entire game is that wow. Doug Peterson must have been really checked out last year because that looked like not even the same world of creativity in our offense this in game one as it did to any game last year. Our, our offense last year was so vanilla and bland, no movement, no screens, no plays to get people in open field. Like everything, uh, no, obviously no holes in the offensive line for Miles Sanders and Hurts to run through. Like, Everything in terms of creativity and play calling was a complete one, like a 180 degree turn and improvement on last year. We also don't know how many of those plays that Carson Wentz checked out of or audible. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But this team is going to go the way of the health. Unfortunately, like this team could literally um, do a complete 180. If some of the O-line guys go down, if any of the D-line guys go down, I mean, we are, we're pretty razor thin, definitely at offensive line, definitely at running back. How about Boston Scott not getting any touch? I'm in on that. I Me like too. that a lot. Get Kenny Gamewell get his get first touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we are very we are very thin. We have uh there's not a lot of opportunity for uh injury, if I can say. No, yeah, I was interested in Latavius Murray. He ended up going to Baltimore. He gets a chance to start there. But when they cut Latavius Murray, I was I was like, oh, why not bring him in? But I, I thought Gainwell looked good. Maybe a little too much Gainwell. I'd probably rather just see more miles, to be honest. But I'm definitely happy that we didn't see any Boston Scott. How much um how'd you do on your on your three picks? Oh, three and oh. You know, you know how it is. Uh-huh. I mean, I I went three and oh. I, I not not to mention, I also went Two and zero in my college picks I gave out, and I uh, went two and and I went two and one on my like like team totals that I threw out at the end of the pod. So yeah. I think that's uh, 
believe that's I believe that's seven and one on seven the everything spine wow. pod from Friday. Wow, wow, no thanks. big deal. No thanks big for deal. your service. No, I mean, I, I just, I, you know, I just, try to, I just try to help the people out. You know, I, I just want, I just want the people making some money, and you know, that's that's what I do for the people. It's kind of guy you are. <laughs> I'm I'm two and zero right now going into Hell the next yeah. game. So hey, loser sky dies. Oh, I'm scared. Uh, my I oh. <laughs> no, we're I'm we're going. I know, I know. It, I'm in on it. It's can fine. you agree right now? I'll virtual, agree. I'll virtual agree. handshake. I'll agree. Wow. I'll agree. But I, I will say I do think you're going to win tonight. I, I the closer we get to it, I feel like the Raiders are going to win tonight. But I'm I still can't bet against Lamar Jackson. He's my child. It's it's like a whole <laughs> I don't want to insult my draft child, but I will say if you're looking for some action on tonight's game, Derek Carr over one and a half past TDs and Lamar Jackson over one and a half past TDs. They both past did it. TDs. Yeah, they Lamar, Lamar did it in Lamar did it in nine of 15 games last year. Um, Derek Carr did it in 10 of 15 games last year. So who knows? Also, the Ravens don't have any running backs that are alive and well, besides like Le'Veon Bell. So hopefully they just like throw the ball. You know, has anybody torn their ACL since Thursday on the Ravens? Yeah, seriously, it's crazy. All right, before we get out of here, we got to do one more thing. My favorite thing from the weekend. If you didn't, if you don't listen to it, <laughs> and I don't think many people that I know do. Keith Pompey had. The ultimate segue when discussing the 20th anniversary of 9-11 on his Sixers pod. So first things first, Keith Pompey, he decided to take his Sixers pod and and, and recap, you know, where he was in 9-11. Locked uh, on 9-11. The 9-11 flow. Never forget flow. <laughs> um, <laughs> He decided that he's going to recap 9-11. Now, I didn't listen to most of it. I know he was in South Carolina. That's all I know. I thought he was going to be at in New York, at least, maybe in the tri-state area, maybe Pennsylvania, North Jersey, maybe even Delaware or, or Connecticut. Dude, but, you didn't see you didn't see his, his tweet? Well, yeah, he set like seven alarms. Oh, well, that too. But I'm saying two weeks ago or three weeks ago, he posted a Twitter, uh, like a stock photo. I have to find this now. He posted like a stock photo of like someone walking around in like a field. Uh, and he was like, time to take some time off. Time to uh, like time to unplug from society. Like uh, I, I'm it's vacate, vacay time. Like I, I, have find, I have. Yeah, I have to find this tweet. And then he like just didn't stop tweeting. Like he hasn't <laughs> stopped at all. He never went on vacay. Flow. He's like, addicted to the game. What else are you going to do? But it's still his pin tweet. Hold on. But yeah, the alarm tweet started a whole argument in my one group chat on whether or not that is weird behavior. It absolutely is. And my, it's my performance behavior. Oh, 100%. And my argument to like anyone who's like, oh, he's just trying to pay tribute to 9-11 in his own way. It's like, yeah, well, there were thousands to millions of 9-11 tributes that didn't go viral for being weird <laughs> yesterday. So, so, so maybe just don't someone, be a weirdo. Someone tweeted underneath the alarm one was like, that's... That's a lot of times to jerk off. Yes. <laughs> I, saw that. I don't know how anyone can jerk off that many times in one day, but be my guest. I think it was. All right. We got to get. I got to get. I shared the other Pompeii here. It's that time of the year to reintroduce myself to family members and friends. I'm taking time <laughs> off from work and we'll be back in around a month, aside from a tweet here and there. A tweet here and there? He's went viral for idiotic tweets like three <laughs> times in that two weeks. Downtime flow. What if that was actually, what if that was actually Keith, that was actually really Keith. And like, <laughs> and like he just hired somebody to take that picture of him. He hired Bodner. By the way, Bodner's taking shots at Pompeii since this, uh, ever since this 9-11 one the other day. He did some. Really? He did, he did some tweet out there like, now you know what isn't tough is signing up to the athletic. Like, <laughs> All right, this is going to play this. So this is Keith Pompey oh my God. talking about the tragedy of 9-11 and how there are people who are 20 years old and it was tough that they don't even know who, who their family is. I believe you're muted right now. I am muted. 
If you're if you're a producer out there, <laughs> you want to come on this podcast. <laughs> for the love of God, help us. <laughs> Here it goes. Just to say, it was a tough time in our history. Voice and so tomorrow is going to be an emotional day for a lot of us. I mean, the fact that you see kids twenty something now never even knew their family. I'm, you know, it's tough. But let me tell you something that's not tough. Not tough at all. And I'm talking about direct TV street. <laughs> not tough at all. <laughs> I when I first listened to it, man, I was so ready for Blue Chew. I was so <laughs> not tough at all. That's it's going to be a hard time for those families on 9/11. But let me say now, you something. Wanna, now, if you want to give your wife a hard time, yeah. let me tell you something that's not hard: getting your dick hard with Blue Chew. Pearl Harbor was a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> the attack on the Hawaiian naval base took the U.S. by surprise. But let me tell you what's not a surprise: finding a great candidate on ZipRecruiter. <laughs> no, it, it's it, it's unbelievable. It's if unbelievable. The, if the Exxon Valdez had bounty on board, the quicker picker upper, we would have cleaned that up absolutely <laughs> with zero mess. Do you have a Holocaust in your stomach? Take Pepto Bismol. It's unbelievable. It, it, he is the least socially aware public figure in the history of public figures like uh, there has never been someone less aware of how a message will be received than keith pompey he had oh my god he has the sleepiest voice i put him on sometimes <laughs> like at nighttime if i can't sleep i will put a keith pompey podcast on because he just has you ever had the calm app or like the rain app and stuff like where they just like put like just like sounds of rain or sounds of like wind or fields and whatnot like that's what keith pompey should have a lifetime contract on the calm app you would go to bed right away like if the 9-11 hijackers and podcasts were around and they listened to keith pompey's podcast they would have fallen asleep in the terminal we would have never had 9-11 i i feel like it would work the opposite way for me and i feel like i would just see red <laughs> uh, i it would just drive me into insanity and anger it'd be like the the uber driver kill like the uber killer driver who was like the the app was the app was telling me devil messages. The app was telling me to kill. Like that would be, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be arrested. And it's like I, I was listening to the Keith Pompey podcast, and it was it was telling me to to go rob a bank. Like I, he he made NBA Reddit like Directv had to respond and be like, hey, uh, though we have no placement on our ads, uh, we do also feel that this was in poor taste. <laughs> No, I mean someone that, and I was also told when I when I called this a weird the the, the original tweet, the alarm tweet, when I said that's fucking bizarre <laughs> to to some people who know him. I'll leave it at that. Uh, they defended him, of course, and they said, "Oh, he just cares a lot about 9-11. Some people are just affected really differently about nine eleven. Yeah, the dude really cares a whole shit ton about nine eleven with that ad read and that segue to Direct TV. Uh, yeah, it's real, real sensitive. I mean, he's just so really... if I so I didn't tweet about nine eleven. Does that mean I didn't care? Does that mean yeah. I'm I'm part of the the nine eleven? Like I'm I'm the problem. You are the problem. Yeah. That I didn't say never forget. That my my tweets you don't forgot. matter. You forgot. I must have forgot flow <laughs> because I didn't because I didn't put seven different alarms on my phone and tweet out the picture. Saying never forget, hashtag never forget, hashtag September 11th, hashtag 9-11, hashtag 20th anniversary. Is, am I the bad guy now that I didn't oh, hashtag and get the oh, engagement so up? Can we just have a conversation about like a moment of silence? Like like taking that by yourself. Like what are you accomplishing? What are you doing? Like I whatever. Maybe this is insensitive. I don't know. No, did but you that, see the Flyers tweet? No, I didn't see it. It was hilarious. It was just like never forget. And it was like Joel Farabee, like Claude Giroux and uh, and someone else. And like, oh, my God, did these guys die in 9-11? And they're like, no. Nah. <laughs> like, here it is. Um, here, let me pull it up. People, like people were pissed about it. Um, 
Terrian, I think Chris Terrian even like said something like, yeah, I, I played that season and uh, this is kind of bullshit. <laughs> like, all you had to do is take a picture from 2001 and be like, never forget. And they were like one of the, they actually had a really big moment. They, um, they were playing the Rangers that night. They stopped the game for the George W. Bush speech and then canceled the game after because the crowd started chanting, cancel the game, cancel the game. Like this was the tweet 20 years later. Never forget. It's it's Kevin Hayes, Joel Farabee, and with JVR, like, <laughs> like rave, like with the with the twin towers in the background. That's like a bizarre way to like edit in the twin towers. They're like barely there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is I in mean, poor taste. The players are prominent. And you can barely see the towers. Who thought this was a good idea? Same energy. <laughs> Hooters remembers. Hooters remembers nine eleven. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. Yeah, Chris. I'm pretty sure Chris Tarian said something. Is that who it is? Bootsy or whatever they call him? Yeah, Chris Tarian. He was like, uh, as a player who was on the roster that day for the Flyers and someone who went to ground zero two weeks after the attacks and met some NYC first responders and saw what they were going through, I find this tweet stunningly tone deaf. That's probably the best way to put it. Stunningly tone deaf. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to make a... Comp- oh. Should I do it? Okay, I'll do it. Um, it's just funny to see how people can get canceled for having like like quotes about 9-11 and people can get canceled for stuff about 9-11. Just saying all the... Uh, oh, I can't believe I'm getting political here. All the anti-maskers out there and all the, all the other people like that. COVID has killed about like 10 times more people than 9-11 in America and probably just like five times more in NYC. So maybe maybe be maybe be sensitive towards COVID as an issue and not just 9-11, which happened 20 years ago. And, may, you know, maybe the thing that's currently killing people madly. We're, what day do we release the uh, never forget COVID tweets? No, like, we, obviously- don't, we don't do that because uh, COVID is a scientific hoax uh, <laughs> that doesn't actually exist. When do we put Joel Farabee, Kevin Hayes and JVR on a never forget uh, COVID with the with the with the the COVID picture virus like just very faintly <laughs> the green yeah, in there yeah. is it like March nineteenth March seventeenth do oh, we just dude. do it every single day I'll never forget when Christian Wood got COVID and clutch points or whatever that like graphic thing that has all the graphics for the NBA tweeted out just like like a big picture of the COVID nineteen like virus like it was backing down Christian Wood in the post like <laughs> giving Christian Wood hell. On the block. I love clutch points. Like I, I honestly think their graphic designer is very talented. I don't oh, think yeah. anyone would 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 deny that. That is the most tone deaf organization in the world. Like yeah. the fact that those guys, I'm pretty sure those guys have followers just because first they they take their their blogs and they throw it under every big like Shams and Woj tweet or every big NBA tweet. Second, because those graphics are awesome. They did the they did the uh, Twin Tower graphic with Joel Embiid and Andre Drummond when they signed. And I was I like quote tweeted. I was like, did you guys not know what happened to the Twin Towers? Like, I'm pretty sure like these guys <laughs> might be like 20 years old. Like they weren't even born for 9-11. But I do love Clutch Points because they just they're on brand. They stay true to the brand. I, I've never seen a brand who doesn't have a forward-facing leader? Like I couldn't tell you who's the Clutch Points owner. No, I have no idea. Like at least Bleacher Report, ESPN. Like I understand. Like when they fuck up, I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. Like I'm pretty sure. Like, like the Clutch Points must just be might just be like an FBI like psyop. Oh shit. Like That's I wouldn't it. be I wouldn't be shocked. Like hey, how 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 long can we keep this facade going of just drug shitty? Fun shitty fucking graphics and uh yeah shitty photoshopped graphics but give the graphic designer a raise the copy editor maybe fire that guy at clutch points absolutely absolutely i mean that the graphic the editing is ridiculous i mean i can't believe this is the guy that 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 rich paul trusted with the with the news about ben simmons you think he like you think he talked to him or like texted him and it took like one one text or one article, and 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 Keith is like, "Fuck this, we're going to Brian Winhorst. <laughs> we're going back to Winhorst." Like, I, I just feel like if you've had like one controversy about like an ad read, <laughs> and like you've went viral for like, well, that wasn't Blue Chew wasn't controversial. Well, it was, I guess not. Controversial, it was just funny that just like, like a like an NBA reporter for the Sixers is talking about getting his dick hard, but he doesn't need it. He he will he will. He will get the money. He'll get the bag for it. He'll support yeah, it. Yeah. But remember, 
I don't need it flow. I got a dick hard flow. Yeah, but no one would have like no one would have laughed about that situation if if he didn't like make it a joke. Like if it was just like a blue chew ad read, like it would no one would I would have thought it's funny that Keith Pompey's doing blue chew ad reads, but like besides that, like no one would have thought about it. But the fact that he already had like one ad read in the last like couple months, like go viral or like it became a relevant topic on Twitter. Like, wouldn't you think when you're going to do an ad read, you're just like very careful about segues and you're very careful about ad reads now. And it's like, I don't want to be a fucking idiot who's known for going viral about saying dumb shit when I'm trying to advertise products. Like it's wild. But how many people now know about blue chew? How many people know about direct TV stream now? It's not tough. Like Keith Pompey, say what you want. A lot of people on my podcast, they skip over the ad reads. Nobody's skipping over the ad reads in a Keith Pompey podcast. And that's what you need. You skip to the ad reads. Yeah. (laughs) It's the only (laughs) podcast where you skip over the content and go straight to the ad reads. Like if Keith Pompey did every commercial on TV, like I would never go on my phone. I'd be like, wow, what's Keith going to say now? If he did the voiceovers to every commercial... Oh my God, I I just can't tell you how happy I am, man. The Eagles win. Keith Pompey is ruined. You had a good uh, like, gambling week. Good gambling week. Good fantasy football weekend. Like I, it's just, I'm on cloud nine, man. Everything coming up, Mark. Everything. Not even just like like every single thing is coming up, Mark. Oh man, do you think the guys give him shit on press row, Keith? Like if they see, like if they saw each other. They're like, hey, I don't, I just, how about I think that they just don't read? like him. I think they just hate him. I think they're just like, you give us the terrible name and I'm not going to talk to you. And That's then he gets, I mean. and then he gets stories like the Ben Simmons story. Like Bodner works his ass. I'm not saying Keith Kampave doesn't work his ass off. I don't care if he works his ass off or he doesn't, but he doesn't. Um, you got I'm Bodner, Rich Hoffman. I'm trying to think of like, you got Newbeck, Kyle, Kyle Newbeck's writing like articles in Barcelona and fucking Pompey gets the Rich Paul, uh, Ben Simmons news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Life is a fickle beast. I'll tell you that. Man, I'll I, tell you uh, that. Do you imagine I, being the Inquirer, being like the most prominent newspaper in the history of Philadelphia and your your beat reporter is Keith Pompey? Your Sixers guy is Keith Pompey. It's an embarrassment. It's an absolute embarrassment. He's embarrasses the fan base. He embarrasses the organization. He embarrasses He's a charlatan. Paper. He's a charlatan. Uh, I just, I absolutely cannot stand Keith Pompey. So, so to watch him just get absolutely universally clowned, like he I've never read it. it. It's universal. Like there's no one being like, oh, it wasn't that bad, guys. Or like even like on the first tweet that I had an argument with like the two people who knew him. My whole point was like. There's not a single tweet on that timeline or on that like tweet or in response to it where it's like, oh, come on, guys, you just are missing the point. It's like, no, thousands of people are clowning him because it's fucking bizarre behavior. It's bizarre. I just hope he moves like I I just want him to go do something else. Just go do something else. Anything else. Why is he releasing podcasts every day? It's the off season. I heard he made. Never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Say it. I heard he makes an embarrassingly low amount of money to make that podcast. Just, just throwing that out there. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Like in bet, like the number I heard was embarrassing. They have so many locked on podcasts, like yeah. locked on 49ers, locked on everything. Like, uh, who listens to all these? Like. It, and it's like 20 minutes. He does it for 20 minutes. He shouldn't get paid a lot of money to do it. He does it for 20 minutes. No, he gets paid like per ad read. We talk, which is actually the funny part. We talked 20 minutes on Keith Pompey and his stupid fucking ad reads. He gets 20 minutes to talk about the <laughs> Sixers. Now he he literally gets gets paid to do his ad reads, which is the funniest part of this whole thing. Guy sells direct TV stream. I'll tell you that. Guy sells Bluetooth. Like probably honestly, Mark. Maybe the most listened to ad read of all time. Oh, for sure. Shout out to Trill Bro Dude. Who, yeah. Who I guess just like listens to. I think he does. He just rips. Time. Yeah. He just rips the ads. What a, what a bit. What that a brand. Was actually, I think that that tweets in like a thread though. 
that tweet there's like a couple tweets above that tweet that are like other videos from the podcast so i don't know if he said like other like other things to be canceled on the podcast or just other things that that guy found funny but i like when i didn't ever i didn't end up going back and listening to any of the other videos but that like that one was in a thread of videos it's not like the only thing he tweeted out which is pretty funny well this one's pretty funny because uh this is the bill simmons podcast with peter schrager and this was like why uh peter schrager picked the giants i laughed at this so maybe this is a push but I think the Broncos are better. I have the Broncos as a playoff team. They're not making the playoffs if they lose to fucking Daniel Jones. So Broncos minus three. Talk me out of it. I'm going to talk you out of this. I live in New York. I lived in New York for 15 years. Sunday, there is a 9-11 20-year anniversary that is going to be so emotional for so many. They lost 27 to (laughs) 7. Oh, my God. But, But, I mean, hey. Those season ticket holders were next to their friends, and it really just wasn't. There's a great 9-11 tribute, you know, before yeah. the game and everything. Got Daniel Jones fired up. Hold on. I got to find this. By the way, MetLife is a dump. MetLife Stadium is an absolute dump. I hate that stadium more than any stadium I've ever been inside of. Here's an original Keith ad read. You know what? Something else that I think you guys will enjoy is Blue Chew. (laughs) You see, Blue Chew is an online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, but in a chewable form. You could tell he doesn't get the ad reads like more than two seconds before the podcast, or he doesn't he doesn't open the email up saying that the subject line like attention Keith read this at certain time. Like I feel like you have to just handhold him through this whole thing. No, yeah, I, I no, I think he gets the emails hours in advance, and he just doesn't open them until he's like done his point. And he's like, oh shit, I have to read an ad. I have to read an ad. I'm pulling up my email. That's why it was so slow there. I bet something that you will enjoy. I can't find my email. I can't find this fucking email. I... Blue Chew. <laughs> oh, Vi- Viagra. Now, so people who need that, you know, I guess you can use it. So, but remember, I don't need it. I'm a sixty-some-year-old man. My dick works perfect. Uh, wow. It's working like it's the seventies. But. uh I don't know. So, like, I guess if you if you want that enhancement or whatever, you know, you can just use Blue Crew. <laughs> he says Blue Crew. He doesn't even say the right name. That's unbelievable. This is a man we are supposed to. This is a man we are supposed to believe reports everything to the hundred percent accurate news that we think he does. Yeah, it's it's charlatan. This is an absolute charlatan. I got like 15 seconds left on this. One. Let's see if we got anything else. Now, <laughs> I guess I'm going to get in trouble. But <laughs> anyway, um, wow. So, uh, support for this podcast comes from State. <laughs> That's something. He, he doesn't have an editor. Like, come on. Is the Inquirer hurting that much you can't get Keith Pompey? You can't pay someone $20 to edit Keith Pompey's fucking uh, podcast where he can just do the podcast, read the ad read in the post, and just put it back in. Like, I know they're 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 hemorrhaging money over there, but, like, Jesus Christ. Just go cover, like, the Pistons, man. <laughs> like, no one's going to care if you fuck up your ad reads if you're covering the fucking the, the jazz or the thunder. Like, I, it's just like you need to go somewhere that people don't 100% know you suck. Like, just like you're, you're terrible at your job. And if you go cover basketball somewhere else, you have 65,000 followers. Just go take them elsewhere and they'll be tricked into thinking you know what you're talking about. It's Monday, 9 11. Moment of silence. <laughs> Never forget, Flo. Never forget. But even like that, I honestly understand. If you want to do a moment of silence on a podcast, fine. (laughs) Are you really going to try to say that me doing a moment of silence at 9-11 a.m. on a Monday? September. That is funny.
13th. No, but the point is, like, I don't have a problem with moments of silence as an entire thing. My problem is, like, doing them on your own. Like, oh, I'm going to observe this moment of silence by myself to make me feel like I am doing my duty to remember a tragic event. Like, what the fuck? Like, if you're at a baseball game, like a kid's event, like, I get it. But it's like, I'm going to make sure... I would take a stop in my day when the North Tower collapsed and really think about what that did to the people of New York City. What, do you and- think, what if Keith was in like a Whole Foods or like a Trader Joe's when that alarm went off? Like, did he just like he's looking at some like uh, some like turkey or he's looking at like some taco mix and whatnot? The alarm goes off. Does he just sit there and like just stare at the taco mix in a moment of silence? And the woman behind him's like, "Yo, do you mind if I?" And he's like, she just like bats her off like, "Hey, this is this is my moment of silence. Don't you know?" that the tower was struck at this time. It's like, well, no, I'm not a crazy person. And uh, I just, you know, use my moment of silences on my own time, not in the grocery store at any time of the day. Well, she, she disrespected nine 11 by interrupting his moment <laughs> of silence. So I would say that that's on her, but that actually <laughs> reminds to me of her family. That reminds me of something I called in. Uh, I, I call into pick central and Barstool. I call into Brandon Walker's college football show often. And I called, I was trying to call in the Kentucky pick that, that hit, by the way, no, no big deal. No big deal. Um, I, I was trying to call that in on Thursday. I had to make a run to giant, uh, but like the way, the way they take calls, I thought it'd be towards the end of the episode. So I went in trying to get stuff to get out of the thing and they take me while I'm in the middle of like the fucking, <laughs> the ice cream aisle. So I just start like, I just start booming out my voice in giant. I just like, Hey, be walk. How you doing? I love Kentucky. <laughs> like, I, just, I, I love you. You're a dork, but I love you. Like You're authentic. I, I start talking shit about Penn State, of course. Like Penn State really made a mistake. Will Levis, he's a good quarterback. <laughs> they they fucked up. I know they're riding high, uh, but uh, everyone in this giant hates me, so I'm gonna hang up the phone. Like, uh, like <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? We're 56 minutes mm-hmm. in. Let me let me run off the top of my head. Um, anything that surprised you from week one Tennessee getting absolutely more yeah yeah, that was bizarre there was a couple really good I I, I would say uh, this this could be a good segment my bad beat of the week um, the LA Chargers so I had LA Chargers money line I also had them team total over 21 and a half they kick two red zone field goals they throw a red zone pick they had a red zone fumble and they also, at the very end of the game, they're up 2016 with three minutes to go. They're on Washington's 20. All they needed to do was kick a field goal on fourth and inches. They go for it to extend the drive, and they get a first down. And then they get down to the two-minute warning. They get another first down, and then instead of kicking an extra point or a field goal or getting a touchdown to go over that team total, they knee it out at 20-16 to 16 to win the game. And uh, I, I simply can't believe – that they didn't score over 21 and a half points. They were in the red zone all fucking day. Oh yeah. It's incredible. I got nothing else for you. Yeah. That's my bad beat. I, I felt like I had to, had to see the plane in there. Did you see the shit spewing from the stadium at, uh, no. at FedEx field? No, I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. There was just, supposedly there was just sewage, a pipe, a sewage pipe burst oh. and just see- absolutely doused a woman. You see the cat? That was awesome. The cat. That's and unbelievable. Caught in the American flag. We might have to find I might have to find this to bring it on real quick as like a as a treat to the people who stuck around. But NFL, is, also uh one more thing. Saints uh absolutely obliterating the Packers. Like after talk about performative bullshit, and I'm a big Aaron Rodgers guy, and you've called me out on that for like being one because you think he's just an a, a horse's ass the way he handled this this offseason. I mean, you you went through that whole offseason as the Packers, and, and you come out the first game and lose 38-3 to to Jameis Winston and, and the Saints. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was rough, man. Like, And it's weird because, like, I liked Green Bay all week. I, I didn't really – I didn't put a bet on them, but I liked them all week. And for some reason, like, at, like, noon, at, like, 11.30, I was, like, about to put in a parlay, and I was about to throw Packers money line in there, and I was just like, doesn't it feel like – we're going to end the day talking about Jameis Winston. Like I, I just had like a weird feeling where it's like Jameis Winston is going to be the story of today. Isn't he? Like, I didn't think that that would mean the Packers would put up three points and be absolutely embarrassed for the entire game. Aaron Rodgers had like one fantasy point. Like it, it's actually insane how bad the Packers did, but I, I had like a weird feeling on the morning of where I was like, man, 
it's Jameis's time. But let me share this. Uh, uh, by the way, Jameis, five touchdowns. How many yards did you know? Well, like 150. 148. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> no, it's hilarious. Jameis Winston's a superstar. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, the James, have the you heard video? about have you heard about? Yeah, I brought it up. Have you heard about Jameis Winston derangement syndrome? No. Uh, there's a guy who he was like a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. He wrote a book. Uh, he was called, the um, but they said he was the old. He's the GM. Well, that's the rumor. The rumor yeah. is okay. that it's the GM. Uh, but he wrote a book called um, Jameis Winston derangement syndrome. Why the media has ruined or why the media has convinced you that an otherwise like I don't know exactly the word like NFL Hall of Fame quarterback sticks <laughs> like like they think like they use all these con- comparisons to, like Steve Young and like Joe Montana like it's so funny like he got LASIK so he's good now oh he can see that he can see the fucking big skin uh, no problem nowadays like zoom in a little bit yeah let me zoom in and let me uh My All right, so this, this is this is the cat video. There was a cat in Hard Rock Stadium during the Miami game that was just clinging on for dear life, and these guys caught him in an American flag. I mean, this is unbelievable. Like this is this is more of a tribute to nine eleven than Keith Pompey did. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Like catching a cat, saving a, an animal helpless. You know, I, I, oh my god. Unbelievable. There's another in the flag. There's another angle of this, and the people go absolutely fucking insane. And it's no, awkward. it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Well, I got nothing else. What a week one. I mean, listen, if, if anyone wants to talk to you today and they want to talk to you about anything negative about the Philadelphia Eagles, tell them to shut the fuck up. Because you have six days. Until the 49ers come to town, the home opener. And yeah, that's when we can really decide on what this team is. For today, you don't get this feeling a lot in 17 games. So with that being said, no negativity. If someone on the radio starts talking negative, someone on a podcast starts talking negative, if someone in your life starts talking negative, if Keith Pompey shows up to your door and says, hey, direct TV stream, I really think you should plug this in. You should get this bundle. And also, I don't really believe in the Eagles. Shut that door right in his face. Oh, by the way, Peacock didn't work on Saturday. Didn't even get the Washington game. Um, it worked for me. It was fine for me. It didn't work for me. Um, that's, that's not good. But wait, real quick, I just want to say, MGK or McGregor, pick a side. Where are you at here? Uh, MGK has the length uh, as well as the height. He would be punching down. Uh, are we doing UFC or boxing? I'm just saying like, hum- like personality, human being. Oh man, I've done a complete 180 on on MGK, and I've done a complete 180 on Conor McGregor. Like I, I kind of love the the MGK resurgence. Same. Uh, and Conor, someone said it best. Conor has a CTE moment every year, and I think this was his CTE moment. So, uh, yeah, kind of an asshole. Dude, Megan Fox. That's that's all I'll say. She's still throwing like high 90s fastballs on the black. <laughs> And then coming back with like a back a backdoor slider. No, it's it, you're not touching it. Change up going for eighty six, and it's like, how am I supposed to? How am I supposed to to swing at this? Filthy. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I just lost my train of thought. Megan Fox looks so so yeah, hot. Yeah, that that outfit just 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 ridiculous. Doja Cat, the cat's weird. Weird thing here. I don't know who Doja Cat is compared to Dua Lipa. Um, I know <laughs> they that- look nothing alike. I my girlfriend keeps telling me they're not the same person. Doja Cat is a uh, the cat's an interesting animal. She was she was good in the little Dicky episode she was in. She was very good in the little Dicky episode. Those those outfits, those changes, those outfit changes were uh, were insane. Still a better uh, tribute to nine eleven than Keith Pompey. <laughs> All right, that's the podcast. Go buy the shirt. Hey, listen, as always, if you stayed this long with us, we love that you listen to the podcast, Buds in Ears, hashtag Buds in Ears. Uh, but go to the uh, go to the YouTube and uh, subscribe to the YouTube when you get there. Uh, hope you enjoyed this, and we'll talk to you. Maybe Mark will be here on Wednesday. Who knows? I think Bob Wankel's coming back, but maybe not. He's got a kid now. I heard, they take a, I heard they take a lot of your time. Shocking and so, talking. That's the podcast. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review, and we'll talk to you.